What if I told you loving yourself could change your life? It can, and I know from experience. I'm Lauren, and this is the Love Yourself Inside Out podcast. Everyone is worthy of self-love and guilty of letting others develop narratives about you. It's time to shut that down and own your narrative. Let's cut out the negativity and let yourself shine. It's never too late to love yourself inside out. Hey listeners, it's Lauren. Welcome back to another episode of the Love Yourself Inside Out podcast. As I mentioned, we have a fabulous guest on today. Her name is Dr. Desiree Walker, and I am so excited for you to meet her. A little bit about her. She is the founder of FemStrong, a female empowerment brand in online fitness and nutrition coaching for women. She has been in the fitness arena for over two decades with three powerlifting world records, a powerlifting world championship title, and three appearances on American Ninja Warrior. She's a former IFBB pro fitness competitor, Boston Marathon runner, a nationally ranked triathlete, and she's competed in a few CrossFit competitions with wins sprinkled throughout the years. Outside of her fitness coaching, she's the owner and dentist at Lumber River Dental, a general dental practice which she built from the ground up in her hometown. And her passion the lies with helping women transform from the inside out, empowering them to embrace their strength and become their healthiest, strongest selves. Desiree, this is amazing. Hello and welcome to the Love Yourself Inside Out podcast. Hello, Lauren. It is so awesome to be here. I am. I cannot wait. And I am so glad that you accepted because since I first met you um, through one of our groups about vision casting, and then I saw your website, I was like, oh my gosh, she is a powerhouse and doing so much good for so many people. Can you give us a little background about like, how did you get into fitness? And then how did you get into becoming a dentist? Well, oh my gosh, so many funny stories and they all <laughs> revolve around me um, being active and just trying to be like a little gymnast. Um, I grew up loving the gymnastics. I saw Mary Lurette on TV, I think when I was five. And I had been jumping on the couch and just terrorizing all the furniture in my house. And my mom was <laughs> like, oh, my God, that is for you. We're kidding you do gymnastics now. And um, I was hooked from the very first day of, of practice. I just completely fell in love with it. I was always like climbing trees and just playing on the swing set and just doing things I shouldn't be doing, like acrobatically, <laughs> even before I did. And my parents were like, oh my God, we were so glad she finally has an outlet. And I just fell in absolutely love with it. Like there was just so much. I just love being able to express myself with movement. I love like the challenge. I love, there was a little like excitement, like with the moves, you're a little scared, but once you got it, it felt so amazing to like, reach a goal and then competing. Although I did, I love when I got old enough to do competitions. Okay. Although I did struggle a lot, a lot with performance anxiety. And um, that was a really big thing for me. Even until like I actually quit gymnastics my junior year in high school. But I love I loved the sport so much. That was something that just got me active and into fitness and just wanting to move my body 
um, even at a very young age. And and that's really why like I love fitness so much is because when I started, of course we did like push-ups and sit-ups like to make mm-hmm. it stronger. But to me, that was fun and games. So I, it's never like, been like working out to me. It's never been like work. It's always like been attached to this like this fun thing, this thing that I did as a kid. And I think that has really made it even more special for me. That is amazing. I've never heard anyone ever reference push-ups and sit-ups as fun. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, I, so that is an amazing perspective on that, but also the fact that you went all those years with performance anxiety and managing through that, and you went on to compete doing other accomplishments in your adult life. Like how did, how did you keep going with all of that? Well, it was really hard. I have to say that it took a lot of pep time. Oh my gosh. Like the pep time that I went through as a kid was ridiculous. And um, I don't, I mean, my, my peers, they're so amazing, but I think they just said, thought I had a nervous stomach. They're like, okay, we'll just take some pep time before your competition and you'll be okay. Yeah. And I didn't realize, um, I did not, re- of course, I didn't realize that no, a lot of it was coming from the thoughts I was thinking. And I, the thoughts I was thinking was making it worse. Oh, and I didn't yeah. know how to control I didn't know how to control that, especially as a kid. And then as I got older, and then I noticed it seeping into other areas. So in my adult life, even after the, um, the gymnastics competitions, you would think I would be good in front of people. I would be comfortable. It when I started to do more speaking engagements, it got even worse. So I actually sought out the help of a therapist that helped me work through all this anxiety, and it's been amazing. That's probably like some of the best personal investment that I've made is really learning more about how my thoughts contributed to how I feel, my emotional life, and how that contributes to everything around us. So yes. yeah, it was a long journey, and it was. I suffered a lot that I think, it, you know, it, I really learned a lot from that. But, you know, I hope, I hope kids growing up do not have to go through what I went through when they yeah. can put it that way. Oh, my gosh. Yes. But now, luckily, there's more resources and there are people like you sharing stories like this. Um, and so hopefully, yes, cycles can stop and people can recognize what's truly going on. Yes. But, um, but yeah, it, it was, I'm really glad I did go through that. I, and I still do struggle with some performance anxiety, especially with American Angel Warrior. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that was tough. But, you know, once you do it once and once you get through it, it's like, okay, I didn't die. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. Life yeah. is good. What's up next? So, how do you even prep for something like that? Yeah, it's really funny the way they do that. And they really don't give you a lot of prep. Now, now, since, you know, this show's been going on for quite some time, they have ninja gyms where all these like obstacles that are very similar to ones that you see on the show. But when I competed, there were only the obstacles that people made in their backyards. And so none of of those like to really practice with. And I did have a rope in my house that I climbed in some rings. 
so, and I watched the show several, quite, I mean, I watched all the episodes of the show. So I kind of knew what, what I might be expected to do. And I found a guy that was like an hour away that had built some obstacles in his backyard and um, practiced on those a little bit. But no, like you, you have like four weeks. They call you four weeks before the show starts. They're like, hey, would you be interested in being on the show? So unless you like normally train like that, <laughs> you don't have a lot of preparation. You're like, okay, you know, I'm just going to have to wing it. And then the obstacles that they have set up that day of the competition uh-huh. They're all kept secret, like the, oh, the, for yeah. every city. You know, they have they'll have the warped wall, and they'll have the very first obstacle will be the same, but what they have in the middle changes every city, and you just don't know. You're like, okay, you know, what are they going to do at us now? <laughs> oh uh, wow, it's really very exciting. Yeah, very exciting. that's very cool that you were able to compete on that multiple times, and like, that's that's super cool. So. I want to find out though, like, how did you get into dentistry and where did that passion start for you to build a practice from the ground up? Well, I will have to say that I actually practiced dentistry uh, without a license as a kid. <laughs> what I mean by that. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, first, my first, yeah, my, our first procedure. So, we were eight years old, and I had a chin-up bar. I kind of like it. I do now in my house. I had a chin-up bar that me and my friend were playing on. She was a gymnast also. She did gymnastics with me. And okay. she she had a loose tooth. And I said, um, Ginger, I have a really good idea how we can get your tooth out. So she was like, <laughs> okay. And she was like, she said, my best. She was like, okay, sure. I said, Let's get, let's climb on a chair and get your chin up to the bar level of the chin up bar. And I'll tie a string around your tooth and then I'll just tie the other end around the bar. Okay. You'll hold on to the chin up bar <laughs> and then I'll take away the chair. And when your arms get tired, you'll just drop down and your, and your tooth will fall. And we'll tie the string really short. So, you know, as soon as you, you know, you straighten your arms. That little short string will pull out your teeth. And um, she was like, okay, sure. <laughs> so I tied it up. And uh, I took away the shinger and um, she, her, she was like, okay, I'm going to hold this. And her arms like started shaking, 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 shaking. She was like, put it back. She was trying to say those words. I couldn't put it back in time. And she fell and the tooth fell out. And she was not very happy. Did not end exactly the way we wanted. She was, Kind of, kind of mad at me for a little while, but um, the tooth did come out. <laughs> okay, but okay, oh, okay. That, that was like my first experience with dentistry. So um, I was, I was really fascinated with teeth. Um, I was really fast. I was. Um, my mom was like, and my parents were like, "Just right, like you're, you're really smart. You could go to dental school or you could go to medical school." You know, just when I was little, like, you know, like first and second grade, like <laughs> they didn't know like what I was interested in, but I really enjoyed my dentist and I'm, I'm fascinated with pulling teeth, as you can see, as a, like an eight-year-old. Yeah. So I gravitated toward that. I loved when I wasn't jumping around on my trampoline or doing something outside. I did really enjoy drawing a little pottery wheel, like when those were popular. 
Oh, you know, I like doing things with my hands, although I wasn't like really still enough. Uh, I never was, a, you know, took art lessons or any type of art class, but I did enjoy that. So the dentistry kind of fell in my lap that way. I knew a baby sack or a dentist that was like, yeah, Desiree, like if you're a dentist, you don't have to work all the long hours that physicians work like the lifestyle is so much better and I was like okay that sounds good like he would he would work four days a week and he would go to the beach on the weekends and I would babysit his kids on the weekend I'm like oh that looks like that would be nice you know you do what you love during the week and then you go have fun on the weekend so that's yeah that was that was really appealing for me so it was the fact that I could kind of do things with my hands like fix things with my hands I could help people and then I wouldn't have to really devote 80 hours a week to it was like kind of so appealing to me. That's amazing. You figured out work-life balance way early <laughs> on. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have a good time. That is for sure. Yes. Yeah. That is so awesome. So empowering women to embrace their strength, ignite their spirit, and become their healthiest and strongest selves. That is on your website. Like, explain to me how you realized that you wanted to help women in the femme strong world and, um, you know, get them to be in their best athletic life or healthiest or explain what all this means and like, how did this come to be? Well, a lot of women go into fitness for weight loss and fat loss. And I think that's amazing. I think that's great. But I think as a whole, women really lose sight of like one of the most amazing benefits from fitness and working out is like getting freaking stronger. And Mm -hmm. not only, yes, it is so important. It's so important to our health and our longevity and just everything. And it's not only like that getting stronger physically. It's like when you physically get stronger, you just feel like stronger on the inside. Like that confidence grows too. So not only embracing your physical strength, but that freaking inner strength that just fuels everything. And I I know everybody has different goals, but I really want women to embrace that. Like women go into fitness and like, I don't want to get big muscles. I don't, I don't want to get, I, you know, I just want to get toned. I'm like, no, freaking embrace your strength. This is amazing. This is why we are doing that. We're doing, we're doing this like to get, stronger and stronger, not only as our physical bodies get stronger, but stronger, you know, on the inside and with, with inner strength comes confidence and all the other things behind that. Yes, that is amazing. And yeah, that is such a good point that you bring that up. I know I personally have been guilty in the past of telling a trainer, I don't want to gain any muscle or any weight. I just want to tone what I have. I have totally done that. Um, so I appreciate the way that you explain it and talking about that you just need to embrace how strong you can get and all that your body can do for you. So under Femme right. Strong, um, what is it that you have available to people or like, I guess, what do you do within the Femme Strong brand? Right now, we have a free private Facebook group that is open to anyone. And I go in there, pop in there. I'll do free workouts, live workouts. We do free challenges in there. 
We do um, nutrition and, and fitness advice, tips. You're free to post any questions. So that is one community that I offer for anyone who just wants to find out a little bit more about Pin Strong and a little bit more about the people that are you know involved in the community. So um, that is one thing. And then the other thing, the service that I offer is right now currently is one-on-one coaching. Okay. And that one-on-one coaching really is specific to what your fitness and nutrition goals are. Like whether it's you want to lose weight and you're like, you know what? I want to lose weight, but I don't want to spend hours in the gym and working out. I don't even have a membership to the gym. I, I just want to work out at home and I only have X amount of time to work out. And you know what? Like I still want to eat. I love, I love cookies and I still want to eat at least like one a day. Like, can you please help me? I'm like, yes. So I do very catered <laughs> nutrition, <laughs> nutrition <love> and <laughs> fitness. Like, you know, if there is something that you like, it's not a diet. I do not give diets. We just work where you, I work with you where you're at and where you want to go. And a lot of times it's just a few tweaks to your meals. You have more habits, coaching, and kind of getting you where you don't always need a coach. You can reach, you can get to your your goal in a sustainable man- manner, and then not always have to have me. So I love that. I love being able to tweak and tailor the programs the way that fits for my clients, and it makes this, the journey like so much more enjoyable for them. And they're like not suffering. Like I had a client, and so she um did. She's Thanksgiving Day. She's like. What do I eat for Thanksgiving? I'm like, you eat what you want to eat. And this, and this is the mindset that I want you to have. And so I gave her like, you know, a couple of little mindset tips and she could enjoy like all the, all the foods that she wanted to enjoy and not yeah. feel guilty about it. And that's the whole thing. It's like, you need to be able to eat with your family and your friends at these special like holidays and moments and not feel guilty because you're, you're cheap quotes cheating on your diet and not call certain foods bad foods and good foods and i think the whole diet mentality and culture has really gotten us screwed up when it comes to the way we feel about our food yes when we feel guilty and we have emotions that are negative about what we eat it only makes we struggle harder yes that is so true there are so many emotions tied to food eating and how you should feel about it like Way back in the day, I actually used to do this thing that I would call sneak eating, where I would hide something because I felt ashamed to be eating it in public. So I totally understand what you're saying with how people, you know, have, I guess, issues around food and the way it's perceived. Oh, oh, absolutely. And I've done so many things wrong because when I was right after gymnastics, that's when um, I graduated high school and went to college. I wasn't in gymnastics anymore, but I want to stay fit and lean. And I thought it was about eating as little as possible and doing as much cardio as possible. And so not fueling my body properly in any way, shape or form with an incorrect mindset is a recipe for disaster. So I, I struggled on many levels for quite a while. So I, I understand, like I understand the emotional challenge with eating so, so deeply. 
Yes, that's and that's super important that you do because that's why you're a rock star at what you do with your nutrition plans and being able to help coach people mm-hmm. through your experiences. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about trampoline jumping a little bit because if anybody is following Desiree on social, you can find the link to her social fem strong fit um, in the show notes. But she definitely uses the trampoline and. You got me addicted to getting one and having it in my apartment, but explain what the trampoline does and why you love using it. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love the trampoline and I'm so glad that I'm so glad, Lauren, that you did get one. And I, I just think it's the most amazing piece of cardio equipment that you can own and healthy and fun. And the reason it is so incredibly important is because Um, When you jump on the trampoline, it produces like so much force. It's a a rebounding type of effect that stimulates every single muscle. And so you jump on the trampoline, you're using your legs, but you're really working your whole entire body, especially your core. And it is more than just a cardio workout for your heart, but it strengthens your muscles also, because of the tension that your muscles like create when you're rebounding, it really strengthens your bones too. So it's like one of the most effective ways to strengthen your bones without like actual like hard impact on them. So it's good for any ages. Like my mom, she's like 76 years old. She has a trampoline and she gets on it for her little exercise like five minutes a day. So it does so much with that. And then on top of that, it's like yeah, lymphatic system. So you have a drainage system in your body and like a heart, it pumps blood through our body. That's like a muscle. So it circulates. Well, the lymphatic system also circulates toxins out of our body so we can eliminate them. But it doesn't have like a muscle like the heart to pump things out. Okay. It has to use like your, your, to- your, your muscles to do that. So the more that you move, the more you move the lymphatic system and you're able to drain the lymph. The trampoline, because everything contracts, is like one of the most effective ways to, for your lymphatic system to work and to drain. And so that's why they say, oh, it helps remove toxins. Well, really, just your muscles just contract in such a force in a way with the, with the rebounding that just really helps them move out of the body so much more efficiently. So... That is one reason I absolutely love it too. Yeah, and it is it is actually a ton of fun to do it. I find when I am doing it, even though I may have a timer set somewhere, um, that I'm not like counting down the time in my head. <laughs> you know, I'm distracted by whatever I'm seeing or just like the music I'm listening to because it does evoke like these childhood like memories or like almost playing versus working out. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Like, you know, I love um, listening to a podcast or a book or Mm, anything mm -hmm. like that, that, you know, I'm going to do where either I would just be sitting at my computer. And then my husband, he's even, he even gets the trampoline, the mini one, he'll put it at his computer too. And and I'll watch a class and jump on it. 
So we both oh, use awesome. it. <laughs> I'm like, see, I'm rubbing off. So I'm like, I'm rubbing off on you. I said, my film's strong. We're rubbing off on you. He's like, yeah, I know. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> what are some of your favorite podcasts yeah. to listen to? Well, you know, last, my first podcast. Okay, I choose this. Well, I want to make sure I get the, the name of it right. I, I'm going to pull up my podcast right now. Yeah. So, I'm always uh, so interested been. to hear what yes. people are listening to because okay. it's so different. <laughs> okay. So I really like this gal. Her name is Brooke Castillo, and she owns the Life Coach School. I just okay. love her voice. Yeah, I love her voice. I love what she has to say. It's so practical. She's so freaking authentic. She is a powerhouse businesswoman that has like created her business from the ground up. And she has helped so many people tremendously. And I think one reason I resonate with her is because she started out as a weight loss coach and then she kind of transitioned into life coaching. But oh yeah. The pearls that she, yeah, and the pearls that she says are just so valuable and um she, she loves to talk about all the things like about, of course, like life coaching, about um, your health and also about like wealth. And she's really very outspoken about, you know what? I want to be like, what I want to be, I want to make a hundred million dollars a year. Like that's my goal. And she just like kind of brings you on this journey of where she's come from. And I think she's right at 50 million right now, but I just love the way that she talks about it, like so openly and just, so appreciatively, um, it's just a really, I, I really enjoy listening to her. She's just a gal that I love to, to hear and try not to miss any of her episodes. And a help podcast that I love is, well, where is he? Oh, is, well, dag on it. I had just <laughs> lost it. Um, let me see. Holy cow. I don't know. You keep up my library. Um, it is, his name is Dr. Something. And, you know, now that I'm on the podcast, it has completely, oh, no, here it is. The Huberman Lab. He okay. Is fantastic. Yes. I love um, listening to him. It's Andrew Huberman. And he is a PhD. He does research at Stanford. He does a lot of sleep research. He does. He has everybody on like psychology, just amazing longevity. You know, it talks about Wim Hof. I love that type of stuff, like the, the breathing, cold immersion. Oh, yeah. Donna. Yeah, he's a, like a biohacker guy. Love him. He's very science-based. And then, of course, I love Mel Robbins, too. So I, I would say those are my top three. Oh, that's awesome. That's a good one. I'm going to have to definitely look up some of the ones you said to listen to, especially the life coach, because that just sounds really good, really inspiring and to help like keep you on track with where you're going in life. Yes. So you do a ton on social. Like I feel like you're very just open with your workouts and how things are going and just like motivating people. Like, I guess what kind of drives you to be, that open and like sharing as much as you do through social? Well, I, I want really people to see the behind the scenes that it's not completely perfect. Um, right now, my house is a mess. If you can see my kitchen, there is <laughs> crumbs all over my stove. Oh my gosh, my air fryer used to be like rinsed out because I just like cooked salmon in it. 
And I have a coffee cup that still has like coffee in it from breakfast. And I want people to see, you know, look, it's not all perfect, you know? Yeah. Life is messy. And I, and I don't always feel like working out. And sometimes I don't get it all done. And that's okay because you know what? I'm, I have tomorrow and I'm going to do a little bit better tomorrow. I'm going to kind of revamp and whatever went well today, I want to see what I, if I can do it again tomorrow. What didn't go well, I'm going to you know, put it behind me and move forward. And I want people to have a good time too. You know, it doesn't have to be all serious either. Like you can have fun for goodness sake. (laughs) Yeah. And that's such a great message about like giving yourself the space to know that tomorrow you can do a little better. Cause I do feel like, you know, we see all these things that we're consuming where people look like they have this perfect workout schedule, their life is in order. Um, And so that's amazing that you're showing no, it's okay to be messy. You know, you can only do what you can do and then just keep showing up for yourself. Right. Yes, definitely. It makes it so much easier on yourself. Because life is hard enough. <laughs> you can really make it harder by beating yourself up. What would you say was like, or I guess if you were to give a piece of advice to somebody who maybe, you know, is thinking about the new year coming up and they're like, I'm going to maybe start then, or I want to start in the new year, you know, new you, that whole mantra, like what kind of advice could you give to somebody about just getting into maybe a workout program or learning about themselves more to figure out like how they should proceed? What kind of advice could you give somebody? Oh, goodness. Well, I would always want to take a deeper dive and ask them probably a few more questions about really what they're struggling with and why and why they want to accomplish like what is their why and yes like what is the why behind it like why and a lot of times it it goes a lot deeper and a lot of the answers that I've gotten from my clients is you know I I just want to freaking I want to have more confidence I want my my kids to be able to see a good example in me and I want to have like more confidence in myself and so I would, I would ask them to really ponder like why they want to do it and they can dig deep and really connect with their why behind it. They're going to be so much more successful in reaching that goal and sustaining that lifestyle. And when they feel like falling off the bandwagon, they need to connect, connect to that why. Why is it important to them and why are they doing this? I love that because you hear about all these like New Year's resolutions, right? And like starting and then stopping right away because something didn't work or jumping onto a fad, you know, diet or a workout plan. So digging in and finding the why. So you heard it here, everyone. You should connect with Desiree if this is sounding like you and you really want to learn about her programs. This would be a perfect opportunity for the new year. What are you most looking forward to in 2024? I am looking forward to helping more people. I am I I love this so much, and Bim Strong is so new. And I'm like this. I get so excited when uh, I have a new client sign on, or someone reaches out, and I'm like, yes, I I can help you. Yes, I hear you. I I understand your pain. Let's do this. It just makes me so excited for them. And um, 
So I'm, I'm just excited about you know, helping more people doing more with FemStrong, um, growing it so it can be of more value to more people. Um, just diving into it more. Like I, I just love every bit about it. Like I love, I love my clients. I love the community. I love doing the work. Um, I mean, I, I enjoy dentistry too, but my passion is FemStrong. And that is so cool that you found this balance where you can do both, um, yes. which a lot of people don't find that or they struggle with it. So it's awesome that you have struck a balance that works so well for you. Well, which I don't know. It's really a, a balance, me that sometimes <laughs> I'm like, I had to shake myself. But um, <laughs> that, and I, once you mention that, being very authentic, it's, it, it is so hard to have a balance. It is very hard. But you know, that is, um, that's just life. That's, you just have to learn from it. And when things get to where you can't handle anymore on your plate, that's when you have to step back and say, okay, I'm going to reevaluate what I say yes to and what I say no to, and then I'm going to move forward. Yeah, no, that's an excellent point. Yes. Balance. (laughs) To me, it looks super balanced for me looking in, (laughs) but I totally get that. Yeah. You have to make decisions and go with that. So self-love, like I feel like this entire conversation we have touched on, I don't know, I feel like there's a theme of self-love because you've talked about confidence multiple times. You've talked about just really enjoying and being present in the moment. Um, How would you say your past has led into your self-love journey today? I would say the, one of the biggest things that I have learned is to have compassion on myself. Compassion is such a big thing. And it's something that I did not have younger. My younger self did not know about compassion for myself. Okay. Um, gymnastics. I, although I love gymnastics, the thread of being compassionate <laughs> and gymnastics did not work. It was a, a very driven sport. I was a very driven kid. Mm-hmm. And if I wasn't doing something right, I just needed to work harder or there was something wrong with me because I wasn't strong enough. I wasn't talented enough. There was never this sense of you are good enough. So looking at that along the way and giving myself compassion like my family and my friends and especially my husband like it gives me and he's taught me has probably been the biggest learning journey I've had and the thing that has really that has led me to be able to start them strong to feel like I can lead these other women on their journey is when I started having compassion for myself oh that's really amazing that you had learn that and realized how to like change and adapt to that. So when you hear the term self-love, what does that bring to mind for you? Like what's your point of view on self-love? My point of view is that it is something, so, it's just something so important. I think we hear the term, but we don't know how it feels. And I think we need to take the time to not only say it or say it to ourselves, but really feel it. Feel what it feels like to be worthy. Feel what it feels like that you are comforted, that you are safe, that you are good enough. 
And I think it's a, a feeling that all of us probably need to experience more. Yes. Yeah. That's so true and so powerful being able to feel and understand what that's like. So what are some of your favorite like self-love practices or things you like to do to just pep yourself back up and tell yourself you're everything you need to be? Um, I do. I, I say this one. I, well, I do say, I, a couple of phrases I do say, like, and one phrase I do say a lot is, I can freaking do this. I can do this. I am good enough. And I do say, I am worthy. I'm freaking worthy. I, I am worthy. Like I am going to manifest this. I am worthy enough. And um, I do say those in my head, especially if I'm having a more challenging day. Um, yeah. Moving my body and <laughs> moving my body and just getting out of my head. And a lot of times when I work out or with my body, I'm not stuck in that vicious train of thoughts. That is one. And changing my physical state is one way I can change my mental state to a more positive vibe. Mm-hmm. No, those are awesome practices. And it's always so interesting to hear what people think of self-love or how they practice it because it's so different for everyone. And because self-love is unique, right, to every person. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. is there any other story or nugget you want to leave with all the listeners about FemStrong um, or anything else that you think would just be so fun for them to hear when they're going into like a new year ahead? Um, any stories, anything that you want to share? Hmm. Well, as far as stories go, um, of course, I've done my year, my trial of, of New Year's re- resolutions, and I've never found like the perfect fit for for anything. And I think that goes back to self-love. It's like being like freaking compassionate for yourself, especially it's great to have goals, but when you don't quite make the mark when it comes to like January 6th or 7th and completely all and off track, like don't, don't beat yourself up. Just like pick yourself up, figure out like what went wrong. And if you need help getting there and as far as, it goes as what I do as a coach. Like that's what I do. Like when you fall off track, like I help you get back on the track, not to um, beat you up or like reprimand you for being bad or wrong. We don't even like to say the word bad at all in my coaching. Like, no, like you did not eat bad. Like do not say that. Um, but not to be so hard on yourself. And what I do as a coach is kind of guide you so you can move the needle, be consistent, and get where you want to go without so much suffering and with, without so much struggle. So, um, yeah, look forward to the new year. Look forward to the challenge. But also know that slip-ups will happen. Don't beat yourself up. Get back on track and get it done. Yes. That is such a positive, <laughs> powerful piece. Um, and I love the post that you do where you say, like, if you start today in, you know, like 
I think it's a couple weeks, such and such will change. And a few weeks from that, you'll notice this or other people will start noticing the change. Um, I just love when you do those posts because it's such an optimistic kind of reminder and perspective. Like things take time, but you will see the reward eventually. And I feel like people can get stuck in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the day-to-day changes are going to be so minimal, if any. But the month over month, the when you look at you know, six months from now, like tremendous, tremendous progress. And that's just from being consistent and the small changes. It's not complicated. It's simple. It's simple things. I do simple things. I'm a simple person. <laughs> I like simple foods. I like to keep things super basic because I know I can stick to it with the, the busy life that I have and my clients too. So it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be hard. Mm, great advice. Well, Desiree, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Um, where can people find you if they're looking to connect to learn more about FemStrong or just more about you in general? Where would you like them to find you? Two places. They can head on over to my Instagram account at FemStrongFits or to my website with my at FemStrongFit. So um, www.femstrongfit.com fit.com or um, my Instagram handle is fit. So both of those places they can find me probably easier if they want to go ahead and start a conversation with me straight up to Instagram. Don't hesitate. Any question you have can go straight to the DMs. I love to chat with each and every one of you. Oh, awesome. And I will make sure those are tagged in the show notes for anyone listening so you can click there. Also, if you're following me, I am following her. So that is another way if you just want to look at who I'm following. She is definitely connected that way. Um, This has been amazing and so inspiring because of everything that you do, but also um, the care and excitement you bring to coaching and that showed through today. So I truly appreciate the time that you took to be on the pod. And thank you for sharing your perspectives on self-love in 2024. Oh, thank you, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. It has been great. It has been amazing. And I hope we get to meet up in person one day. Oh my gosh, yes. For sure. Yes. <laughs> for sure. Oh and my goodness gracious. If you, yeah, if you have a pageant that's like close by, I'm like definitely coming. So um, <laughs> keep me posted. I will. Posted. And hey, listeners, tune in for more exciting things on the horizon and a new schedule for January will be coming out soon. Thank you. That was your weekly dose of self-love with me, Lauren. Want more? Tune in next week and connect with me on Instagram at Mrs. Lauren Elizabeth Jones. Send me a DM. Let me know what you want to hear, what you think, and we'll talk about it all. Join me on the next Love Yourself Inside Out podcast.